to. Time out. I'll take a 30. A podcast relating to the worldwide and universal game of basketball. Where listeners get the opportunity to hear unscripted conversation, thoughts, as well as emotions from players, coaches, parents, and officials. Those who directly affect the game. Hey, we're back for another episode of I'll Take a 30, a basketball podcast. On today's episode, we will hear what it's like from a parent's perspective in regards to travel basketball. Besides being a full-time wife and mother of three, our guest today is also a public school math teacher, which I believe gives her a good insight to the mindset of today's youth, which I'm sure you will hear and learn some of the most prolific things kids can say. I would be remiss not to mention our guest also played a little basketball herself back in the day. She was on a, a Loudoun Valley team. I believe that went to a state championship, if I'm correct. Yeah. I'd like to welcome Betsy Shores to the program. How you doing, Betsy? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. All right. So I know you're busy. I'm not going to take too much of your time, but I thought it would be imperative to have you uh, come on the show and give a parental perspective into this whole basketball, travel, high school scene. So I'm going to ask you a few questions. And uh, I know you said you were a little nervous. Just be yourself and just let the listeners uh, hear your honest perspective. Okay. <laughs> All right. But before we start, another fun fact about for my listeners about Betsy. Um, we used to patrol the sidelines together. And I remember this one tournament uh, in North Carolina, right? And I had the boys, I think, uh, that tournament. And you were coaching the girls. The game went to like triple overtime or something like that, right? Yes, I was relieved when you walked through those doors. That was that was probably like that, like just seeing you guys grind it out. I, that for me was like you got it. Like I, I saw then you were able to coach under that pressure. It was a cool moment for for myself. That's one thing I one of the things I will always remember. Uh, during the times that we kind of patrolled the sidelines together. But that event there was awesome. Where, you, how'd you feel? I think I aged. <laughs> <laughs> I think we had two times we could have won the game, Dave. And we had um, somebody fouled the half court shot. Um, I do believe that might have been my daughter at one point. <laughs> and then I think we had another same similar situation. And we could have put it away. So when you walk through those doors, I like sat down and I was like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> now you had it under uh, well under wraps. It's, but that's, I mean, that's what builds characters in the girls and those moments. And those are the moments that we always kind of, we don't think about them every day, but we can go back to and laugh about it in uh, good times. All right, yeah. so move, moving forward, all right, let's talk about what it's like for you being in the stands, watching your daughter play the game that you once played and has such an affinity for, um, what's it like? Nerve wracking. And why so? Well, I mean, to understand the game a little bit, I understand that it has changed. Um, and to be upfront, my daughter way surpassed my, my level of basketball. Um, she was a, a little bit more obsessive about it than I was. <laughs> Just sitting in the stands and um, watching what's happening or kind of understanding, like, this is what you need to do here. It's different than being on the court. And I think that's a role I had to, like, learn to, like, took me a while. I had to learn to, like, step back um, and let her kind of figure some things out. Yeah, I definitely understand. And 
you know, we both position than me. So what's that? She also played a, a different position than I did. I wasn't a point guard. So what position did you play? I was more of like a three, four. Three, um, four. I didn't, you know, it was not a point guard. I mean, I could bring the ball up the court, but I certainly was never a point guard. Um, so the but ball did you attack the boards? <laughs> yeah, I could rebound. I could attack the boards. All right. <laughs> the, the ball is in her hands a lot more than it was in mine. And that yeah. sometimes I get, a, I am. Um, causing me anxiety. It's hard to be a point guard in this game. Yeah, for, for sure. So that leads me to my next question. So let's say good or bad game. How do you handle those conversations after the game? I mean, like you just said, especially because you played and your lens is probably a little different than some of the parents who have never played the game before. Um, how do you navigate those conversations? Well, I had to grow. I had to grow a lot. Of <laughs> At first, I um, I realized I would always focus maybe more on this is what you could have done. This is what you could have done. Because I focused more on like these were areas where I could see that improvement needed to be had. And um, I learned that I kind of just, I'd take a step back. Um, I don't know how other people's children are, but Sadie likes the process and she already, she is her hardest critic. Mm. So I had to like learn to be more supportive, even though I thought I was being supportive, like analyzing the game with her and being like, okay, so, you know, there was 20 seconds left in the game. You all were trying to get this one shot. You made this decision. Um, I had to learn to kind of like listen a little bit more to her um, as she matured and got older, obviously. Right. The my support necessarily she wasn't quite ready right when she came off the court to hear like <laughs> you know, um this is what this is what I could see you could do better at. This is what I saw, you know, were areas of concern. Um and we do a lot of film watching. Oh, that's awesome. I know a lot, players, a lot of players don't like that. Or maybe they do. I just think No, they don't. Because it, it it um you can see their flaws, right? <laughs> when you go back and watch film. <laughs> I do remember some games. I was like, man, Sadie, you played amazing. And then we go back and watch the film and I immediately am like, uh-uh, nope. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a hard game to be perfect. You're not going to play it flawless. I always, you know, I always say it's an imperfect game played by imperfect people, right? So oh, you're going to have the mistakes, but I want to get back to something you said earlier um, uh, about the car ride home. So I know like uh, with my son, it was a little different. I, you know, I used to berate him on the car ride home. Then with my daughter, I kind of learned from my son. I never, if we talk about the game, it was, it's more, uh, you know, the cliche, I enjoyed watching you play. And if I do uh, talk about the game, it's not in a critical manner. Is, is is that the same for you or how do you approach it? Well, I've only had one child. I wish I would have a Sadie 2.0 and be able to redo because i think in the beginning i would yeah. uh, be very critical and there were some tense rides home and as her basketball knowledge really grew and her love for it i knew i was like oh i need to step back <laughs> but that's <laughs> normal right that's not yeah. to cut you off that's a normal progression as parents because we want our child our kids to do the best right so it takes time with anything right but continue i'm sorry to interrupt no i agree with you it does take time and and I also had to realize, I guess every child's different, but Sadie's, you know, I don't, she doesn't want me patronizing her either. And if she didn't do well, she knows she didn't do well or mm -hmm. things weren't working well. And I have a little different um, 
situation with her, and you know this firsthand, Dave, she hates to lose. So, and I love that. I just, I learned I had to like let it go for a little bit and should one talk about it later, but I let it go a little bit. Some silent car rides home on some losses. <laughs> hey, I understood, but you know, those who, you know, you'll hear people, oh, it's just a game. And then, you know, some psychologists will say, well, you got to let it go. Of course you got to let it go. But I'm still certain the most competitive people hate to lose. You find me one person that hate to lose and don't bring them around me because I don't want to lose. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that would be her. I know it's just a game. So there's this healthy, unhealth, but <laughs> healthy obsession. <laughs> Is that what right. you're trying to call it? I was like, I feel like that's the balance, you know, um, she definitely hates to lose. She'll remember her losses a lot. Well, I, I think that's a, that's a, that's a positive thing, but let me ask you. So with, with you saying that, what do you enjoy most about watching her play? I mean, we bonded over this sport. That's, I mean, Sadie and I've been together for years and I enjoy watching. She's a good teammate. I enjoy yeah. these close games and I'm watching her. Like I can see a look in her eyes, just click over. And I almost relax a little in my seat when I see that happen. I'm like, oh, she, she's got this. Like she's, you know, she's loving it. Like she, she loves the competition. She loves the close games. She loves the big moments. But you can't <laughs> teach that. Yeah. I love watching her in those moments. Um, and that being said, we've had, you know, you have the highs where it goes your way. And then you have the lows where you end up losing by a point. Yeah, huh? And that's the way the game goes, right? And yeah. it happens to the best of them. So um, especially at her stage where she's at right now and all the players, the young players, you can't be afraid to uh, make mistakes. Even if mom and dad yell at you, the coach yell at you, you, you have to you have to be willing to kind of step out of your normal self. Your and, comfort zone. Yeah, your comfort zone. Thank you. And, and, and play the game, right? Because if you always stay in between these two lines, I think you could be a good basketball player, but you're, you know, you could be good. If there's people that have want to be something different, it's risky. <laughs> they do step yeah. out of these lines every now and then. Um, and it's, yeah, she definitely has, that's my fun. That's the fun part about watching her. She does have that confidence for that. And, you know, one of my favorite movies is Top Gun and Maverick was always the risk taker, but what happened? He ends up saving the day. You know, <laughs> in the movie, right? So risk yeah. is uh is is not is not a bad thing. That is true. <laughs> but when you're a mom that stays in the lanes, <laughs> <laughs> right? Navigating navigating a basketball player who likes to go. Woo. <laughs> all right. So let me ask you. So uh, as a parent, your your daughter started at a public school. Uh, she transferred to a private school. From your view, from the from the parental view. How how did you take the transition? How did you help her during the transition? Just explain that to us. Well, I definitely think it was a progression with Sadie. Um, I don't know. Our our situation was a little different. We started off in public, obviously, for two years. Her first year being a COVID year, so, and then her junior year, she did go to um, the public, uh, the private school, and the WCAC. Mm -hmm. I think she was ready her junior year. Um, I felt like she was able to build and build her skills up, her confidence up. And I feel like when she made the jump, she was ready um, to play against, you know, 
some really top talented girls and some teams. The um, clearly not slighting public versus private, but the level of play at the WCAC is, you know, I feel like some of the best in the DMV area. In the country. Uh, I, mean, I would almost want to say that, but I did want to slight. No, that. it's a fair assessment and not to cut you off again, but you, you got several leagues, right? You got WCAC, ISL is on the rise. I mean, be, uh, with Sidwell, Visitation, right? Yeah. Um, those two leagues and the number of players that are coming out, both of oh. those leagues, is just phenomenal. And I think her situation being a little different, um, coming in as a junior, um, I mean, I wasn't sure. I don't think she was sure what her role would be, but she had to step into the point guard for Paul the Six. Mm-hmm. That's huge. I remember her coming home being like, Mom, I think I might have to be the point guard. And I didn't really know everything that entailed because that's different when you're at a public school playing yeah. point guard versus you're going into a system with, uh, you know, well-established players. They're, you know, very skilled, talented, you know, all the way through. Um, so her, she had to, she had to learn. She had to grow. Um, she had to learn how to play in a system. She had to learn how to be a true point guard, you know, not just a scoring point guard, you know, where she could kind of get away with a little bit. I don't want to say get away with more, but she definitely had more freedom in her play. At uh, public in the public school. school? Yeah. Yeah. And rightfully so, because, but you know, when you step up to the WCAC, it's a whole new level. You're not going to get away with stuff that you were able to get away with. You know, and I love the shot clock. Yeah, yeah. I definitely get, need the shot clock. Really good exposure. And, um, and also, I, I think, you know, those teams uh, versus, uh, you know, in, in in terms of public versus private, I think the private school, it's more um, the team planning, team concepts yes. are more there than in the public school. And no disrespect to any public schools. Because there's some great public schools out here, but I just think in the private school, it's just the team concept overall. Yeah, the strategy is just different. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. You are not. You know, very rarely do you. I mean, you have individuals who are exceptional in their own right, but you're playing as a team. Um, everybody has a role, you know, and you need to do, and you have to do your role to win. <laughs> right. Absolutely, and, and sort of. You know, having watched, uh, you know, uh, the private school where she was at, and it was kind of that way at that school. Am I right? Oh, yeah, definitely. She had a, a role and she had to do her role well. And and defense, too, was huge, which mm-hmm. was great. I, you know, um, you know, <laughs> coming from public school, sometimes, you know, the concept of zone versus man and defense, just I feel like the one area that sometimes just gets overlooked, but you know, you had to be a lock-in defender. If you weren't going to defend, you weren't going to see the floor. Right. Yeah. I can respect that. What's that? I said, I can respect that. That was position one through five. Like you were going to defend. Yeah, you have to. Uh, on uh, one of my previous guests, uh, Coach Posey, we were talking and she was saying also, you know, very uh, seldom do you see defense being taught at the high school level, she was like, it's usually when they get to college. So having to play defense in high school as a mandatory thing, it's so helpful for the player. I don't think you would see the court or um, if you didn't play defense, um, you know, just about almost every night. Right. Night in and night out. Right. 
Yeah. So I feel like, oh, we got through that. And I'm like, oh my goodness, now we have this. So it was really good. I think it really um, helped her understand and get ready for like, it's all, you know, you've always told me it's all about levels, right? Yeah. So to get to each level, you know, you really have to step out of like your comfort zone. You have to challenge yourself. And I mean, there were, you know, there were some nights it was hard. <laughs> and, and how did you address those nights? Um, usually those were the nights we'd lose by like a half court shot at the buzzard. Oh. <laughs> and those were hard nights, but, um, you know, she, you know, some nights she did her role, you know, you did what you need to do and we needed some players to step up and do more like Sadie, like you did your role, but you know, it would have been really helpful if you could have maybe, you know, scored a little bit more. So we just fell short, but um, we actually grew as a team and the team corrupt. I mean, your teammates help make your team and where you're oh, at yeah, 1, where you're going to end up at the end of postseason when you're doing these state tournaments and the WCAC um, tournament, we ended up making it to the championship game. And I felt like it was clearly off of just pure grit. Um, mm -hmm. We were defensively, we were pretty sound um, and girls made good plays and we fought as a team. You had to, I mean, if you don't have team and a good teammate and good com just camaraderie and you're not going to have each other's back and you're not going to fight, it's going to be hard. <laughs> yeah, it's that you got to trust the the man next to you, right? And yeah. I mean, that's, that's you know, Coach Parker, he was saying, you know, he never says, you know, have the team say one, two, three, such and such, four, five, six family. He's like, I never say family at the beginning of the year because we're just getting together. <laughs> so. Yeah. You know, it takes time to build that continuity, but you're right. Um, it has to be present to be successful. What do you say? I do agree with you on that. I do think there's something to be said with playing. I get it. You need to play with different people. You know, you need to expose yourself to different teammates and play against different. But I do think there's something to be said when you make it through a season with your teammates by the where you are at the beginning to the end is really different. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with you. So, I think if you're doing something right, you're stronger at the end. You're better off. You should be. If you're not, then there's something wrong probably within the program. Yeah, chemistry-wise. So she transferred, or she's, well, yeah, school hasn't started, but she's going to transfer back to her original public school, you know, to graduate with her friends, uh, be in the community. What's your take on that? And when she decided to pull that lever, well, what was your thoughts? And what was the conversation, <laughs> if you don't mind sharing? Well, we disagreed. Um, Why so? I wanted her to stay at the private school and the WCAC. Um, and we had talks. There was different aspects of this. There was the academic aspect, um, which Sadie does pretty well academically. She did fine at Paul the Sixth, and she did fine at her public school. Um, then there's the social part of it, and then there's the basketball part of it. And so much of Sadie's life has been basketball, basketball, basketball. Um, I mean, a lot of sacrifices. You know, she doesn't do much outside of basketball. And she said to me, if it was just basketball, she would stay there. Mm -hmm. um, but being her senior year, and I teach at the high school, um, my sister's kids go there. They're going to graduate. She's going to graduate with her nephew. Um, I think that had a lot of pull. Um, Absolutely. I do. I do. I felt like 
me personally, I had to let the, like, I felt like she was taking the easy way out, but she explained it to me her way, her thinking of it. And I was like, okay. And I just, she told me to trust her and that she wasn't going to let up on the basketball and her training and what she does. And, um, so, I mean, as parents, we wanted her to stay at PVI, but she obviously, um, felt like she would be best back at home, wanted to be home before she goes off to college. Yeah, definitely understood. We're a family, so she, um, come back, um, you know, she'll play with, um, my sister's daughter, my niece. So they're really tight. So I, you know, there were some pots, there were some pools there for her. Um, so academically, I feel like, you know, she could come back and, you know, wrap up her year, get some APs and dual enrollment then. And then socially, I feel like she could have a good senior year. That's the ticket, right? <laughs> yeah. That's social. I think transitioning in as a junior was, um, was a rough start for her there. Not so much with the basketball and the academics, just socially. I just think she never got her footing. Uh, um, Right. And then she, you know, it was a rough start with a loss of a teammate. Um, yeah. So, you know, it just took her a little bit. Yeah. And and, and I think we've talked before and I, I've mentioned the ABCs, right? The academic balance and character. But I yes. think the B is so important. And sometimes um, not just us parents, but players, everyone associated with the game forgets about the balance that's needed, for, especially for the young, for all athletes, right? But oh, definitely. It's so needed. Um, that social aspect for growth is needed, and um, you know, it, you, you gotta have it. So I'm I'm happy for her that and you that she was uh, she made that decision and she graduate with her friends. Um, you know, those memories are going to be lasting. The ball is going to stop bouncing eventually one day, and you want uh, those type of memories to be sustaining. So uh, kudos for her to have the courage to go back and do that. I will say this too, before she made the decision, um, she did talk to her college coaches, coaches that she developed relationships with over the, her, you know, three year recruiting process, you know, that she'd gotten really close with. And she uh-huh. did, she did ask their advice, you know, and they, you know, all of them were very supportive of her going, you know, of going back if that, you know, Oh, that's a, that's an interesting take. You know what yeah. I mean? That even they were supportive, probably for that. You know the social aspect, right? Yes. You know to keep you know happy, healthy, confident. Yes. Um, now they weren't slighting the WCAC because they will they will admit that it is by far the best talent. A lot of good talent comes from there. It's probably, in fact, when you said best in the um, I said area, but what did you say? Um, country. Country. <laughs> they kind of said that too. I mean, it's very obvious. Um, and so exposure there is a lot too. And you know that your daughter goes to private school. There's just, you know, you have open gyms, you go to tournaments, they're college coaches. <clears throat> That's the biggest difference too, is there's just so much exposure for college yeah. coaches and you're playing at this high level. So they already know you're at this level at least, right? Yeah, no, you're right. So with Katie at her public school, sometimes we've had actually before she went private, some college coaches did come out to Woodgrove. I mean, to be honest with you, they were on their way to go to some of those open gyms and she would have to um, practice with the boys and stuff. Right. Yeah, I do remember that. Opportunities are different. Yeah. Depending if you're in public or private. 
No, absolutely. It, it's like I said, there's some very good privates. I mean, uh, publics, but uh, I'm I'm a firm believer in uh, private school basketball, especially here in the DMV. I am too. Even though my Texas may be different, right? Because yeah. it's so big, or California, but yeah, yeah. So that that the, that leads me into the next segue. So recruiting, because you just talked about um, you know touching bases with the coaches from uh, the three years of recruiting. What was the experience, not just for Sadie, but for you, um, having to deal with the the different coaches and just the whole recruiting experience experience for you as a parent? Um. It's interesting. I wish I would have known more about it. Um, it's, you know, we, there was a time period where they couldn't talk to Sadie directly, right. um, you know, and so she had a few coaches she was talking to, but they would go through her coach. And then if Sadie would call them at a certain time, but um, I feel like as a parent and I tell people now, Sadie's biggest recruiting year was not necessarily this summer, her junior year summer. I, mm. It was her sophomore year summer, going into her junior year of high school. Wow. Uh, it's when she, um, that's a very big year. Because you think about it, by the time you're finished your junior year and you're going into your senior year, um, I mean, that, you're, you're at the tail end there, right? right. So what mm-hmm. you, the offers you get or the relationships you start to build with those coaches, you're a little on the um, short side of that, right? Right. So, Sadie was very fortunate her summer going into her junior year. She got the majority of her offers and was able to really like, and June 1st hit and she came down to my classroom because that's when they were able to actually call her directly. And I was like, you'll be fine. Um, We saw a few girls who were ranked posting like, you know, I can only take calls between this time and this time. And I'm like, oh, they're going to be really busy. I didn't think anything of it. And she came down and she's like, mom, my phone's going off the hook. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I was like, oh my gosh, Sadie. You know, I was like, are you serious? So I had to help her. She actually, like we, we set up a spreadsheet. Um, we like had schools that she talked to, schools that wanted to come visit, schools that offered her and wanted her to come visit. And we like went and visited a lot of schools. How many <laughs> schools did you visit? Um... Now I say a lot, but we just couldn't get to some of them. I would say probably twelve. Wow. If not more than that, but like um, some of the far away ones were really hard. Um, I'm sure. And that you know that might have in the end cost her like, but it was just with her schedule, and then being in school. So we went and visited what we could, and um, you know then she was able to some of the schools you know. As she went to Paul the Sixth, they kept following her. They kept they would they could they could then call her. So she developed more of a relationship. Like I talked to all of them and I met them all when we went. Um and but they would call her. Some of them we would leave a game and she, we'd be driving back from DC and she'd be on the phone. Wow. Analyzing the game. Wow. <laughs> I mean, so she, when I say she developed with probably about five college coaches, I say she developed some really strong relationships um, to the, you know, I mean, they would call consistently and we would, and they would help her talk her through games. They talked her through her decision to come back. Like, you know, they give her advice, um, just chat with her. It's, I mean, all about building relationships because in the end, that's where the kid's going to go, where they probably feel 
that they have the strongest relationship. And I'm, I, I, to me, it was kind of nice when it was bumped onto her. She had to learn how to talk on the phone, which she, you know, she had to learn to, you know, communicate, hold to a schedule. She's going to call them. Like it was a lot of responsibility and she kept herself a, I suggest a notebook. Schools <laughs> that like you've talked to, you've called, you visited. When you talk to them, this is what you talked about. This is what they asked you to do. Cause it got a little overwhelming. Ah. And then, you know, as you start talking to some more consistently, you can kind of like, um, you know, you narrow it down. And there were a couple of times Sadie's AU coach would call us and be like, Hey, Sadie, even if you're not interested, you just need to call them back and be like, thank you. But oh, this, is absolutely. Where, this is where I am in my recruiting process, you know, and thank you. But <clears throat> if anything changes in the future, it was no slight to them, but Sadie's like, I've already been talking to these coaches for two years now. So this summer when she got a few more offers, she was like, but I've been, I've been really close to, she goes, so no slight to the new programs. It's just that I wouldn't, there's not enough pool for me to want to, you know, to go. make that switch. Yeah. Cause it's, it's about building re- recruiting relationships. Oh, absolutely. Got to feel want it, right? Yes. And if they want you, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like I offered you because I did also learn too, like they'll throw out offers when you're younger. Oh, yeah. 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 So and like that's personal life. You know, when they get serious, when they pull the board up and they're like, hey, this is where I see you. Here's my five, threes, fours, twos, ones. Here's where what we have. Here's what we'll have when you get here. Here's where we see you. So that was kind of helpful in her recruiting process. Um, you know, you know, of course, your official visits, they just they're just so awesome to you. So it's really hard if you're a girl to like really focus on what's important to you. Yeah, right. What's what's the uh, what's the goal line? Right. Because all you see is. Yeah. All, all the lavish, right? I suggest girls really, um, you know, Sadie had things that were important to her at each school where, you know, but she was lucky to have options and, um, but she wants to play, um, you know, very early on in this process, she wasn't like, I'm not going to seek this, a high major. If I'm not going to play, I want to play. I want to be part of a program where I'm a pivotal role in it. Her end goal, she does want to coach. She wants to, so she wants, she wants player development. That was huge for her. Like going the Mavericks back going back to Top Gun. No, I'm messing with you. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That is, that is good. Alex. Right, right. No, go ahead. And she wanted to be a um Yeah, so she wanted um she wanted player development. She wanted um she didn't want to be stagnant. Like she wanted growth. Like to make sure there was like the program, obviously most programs say they develop, but you want to how do you develop? Like schools she narrowed it down they actually showed progression of like this is where we see you freshman year Sadie this is where we like you sophomore junior senior year like we would like to see this they also were very upfront with her like areas where they <coughs> wanted to see improvement you know uh, so she can work on stuff now right right this is what I want to see this is you know so are, are you able to tell our audience where where she's committed to or are we still we're going to keep that under wraps for right now I'm going to keep it under wraps right now because she's getting ready to, um, I think the coach put something together for her. And oh, that's be, nice. So everybody will find, if she'd already done it, sure, I would have said it, but I trying to respect. Yeah, absolutely. Her, <laughs> trying to respect her here. Um, she's very, she's very excited. Um, she's very excited. Just a really great opportunity. Like I'm kind of speechless. Yeah. 
Absolutely. That's like, a, you know, one, one, one step of her dream has came true, right? Yeah. But now it's here, right? Well, almost here. <laughs> Got a little bit of time senior year, but it, it'll know. be here before you know it, right? Yeah. I keep pinching myself. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a lot. It's been a lot of sacrifice, too. I think people think it's just always been this. I, I want people to understand, David. I think you get this. It's not a constant, just a steady <clears throat> going up a hill, you know, to reach your goal. Yeah. Um, Ebb and flows. Oh, yeah. There have definitely been ebbs and flows. There have been some sad, you know, tough times. Grabs her basketball and she'll go to the gym by herself. Hey. So, so as we get ready to come to the end of the show, I always ask uh, my guests one difficult, sometimes uncomfortable question. So my question for you, um, it's been known your player at, at times haven't always been received in the most gracious ways, right? We know teammates will be teammates, coaches will be coaches. Etc. But tell us, how do you help her navigate through those difficult difficult situations? You know, I you you know, some people say, oh, well, the player has to figure it out. But let's be honest. I mean, we're still dealing with a teenager who's still tra- trying to figure out life and basketball. So h- how do you how do you help her navigate through those well, difficult times? I'm going to tell you something that was said to Sadie because uh-huh. I have had to help her navigate. Uh-huh. teammate situations coaches situations and sometimes the hard reality of it is too is getting your child to also look at herself and her part in some of this too you know someone's mm. reacting to you you're reacting to someone like you play a role in this someone said to me they're like you know they respect sadie because even if they disagree or agree with her mm-hmm. she never changes who she is she's driven right i mean i she's think driven. Her drive can sometimes be mistaken for arrogance, right? But it's yeah. just a drive. It's a drive that so many kids don't have. You know, some kids will lose and want to have pizza parties or pool parties or go shopping. And some kids lose and they sulk and they want to go to gym and get better. So it's just the difference of players, right? Yeah. And so um, that was told to me by a teammate of hers. And I've like just literally listened to that. And I was like, yeah. That's a, that. I mean, that's a compliment. Like that. That's exactly who we wanted her to be. Um, she holds to that. Um, and she's a competitor. And she does not. She's not sorry for her being a competitor. Like she'll never back down from that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think uh, hard we to cook talk- sometimes, right? But a good teammate. <laughs> uh, but but no, we were like I said. We, I was watching PYBL lost the lost tapes of the PYBL when. They had the girls and just the unselfish play, even at that age and just doing the little things. She was like a little Draymond Green out there. Right. <laughs> and no, nah, but it was it was just so uh, awesome, awesome to, to watch. Right. But, you know, my thing is, as the older I get, I stop looking at people on the outside and I start looking at their heart. So yeah. I think she has a great heart. And that measures for me. That's the measurement of a person, not what we always see the glamour on the outside you you look you look at a man's heart and you can tell them you can tell what type of person uh they are but you know i appreciate your candidness um your honesty but one last thing before we go we got to do our little rapid fire so uh i got about seven to eight questions i'm going to ask and uh let me know when you're ready oh okay let's try this let's <laughs> all right calculus or stats stats if you're a senior and going to college, most majors you need that, unless you're going to be an engineer or math teacher. Cake or pie? Mm, pie, cherry. <laughs> Spring break or war- or winter break? Oh, mm. 
<laughs> well, I don't know if I'm a teacher, but let's go winner. <clears throat> winner break. All right. Aces or Liberty? Oh, you know I watch a lot of WNBA. Right. Oh, mm. I'm going to go Aces right now, even though they don't have a deep bench, and I'm really starting to worry about them. <laughs> Crocs or regular sandals? No, I better say Crocs or my kids will disown me. <laughs> All right. Tarasi or Sue Bird? I like Tarasi. Edgy. What? Okay. All right. I like I like DT too, but I like Seabird too. Like you're killing me here on both of them. But I like them for different reasons. But Diana's just I guess I like Diana because I just never know what I'm gonna get on the right now. DT is so swaggy, right? I mean she's just got this coolness about her. And I I get like and Dave, she's like our age playing basketball. And that is cool, right? <laughs> Last question. All right. Last one. Controversial. Kayla Clark or Angel Reese? Hmm. Gosh, I like both of them for different reasons. I, I, I just need one. Ah! Do you know they both draw people to watch this game? Though? I know. No, I, I need one. Ah. Clark or Reese? For different reasons, I'm gonna go. Mm, I'm gonna go Angel Reese right now. What? Oh and I really gosh. like Clark too, but Angel I really like too. Like I watch, I made sure I watched all the LSU and Iowa games because I was like, is Caitlin gonna drop forty? And what is Angel Reese gonna do? <laughs> right. Well, this has been awesome. Thank you for your time. Um, I know you're preparing for the new school year, and of course, your mom and a wife and i thank your family for sharing letting you share your time with me this uh, this evening so um thank you i hope i was all right i'm i'm new to no, you did great <laughs> best of luck to you best of luck to uh, sadie and of course i'll be out to watch some of the games and we'll chat then all right uh all right. have a good evening bye baby. all right bye-bye <laughs>